Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. I say that all the time and we will be glad in it. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Come on, it's not God good. Come on, stand to your feet. It's not God good. Has God not made a way for you? Has God not worked it out for you? Has God not made provision for you? And when you think about how good he's been, there ought to be a praise in your lips. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for how good he's been. I need you to do me a favor because we're not going to be here long, but I just need you to look at somebody and tell them I'm happy to see you. Look at somebody else and tell them that I'm happy to see you. Yes, yes, yes. It's good to be seen in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen, 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 amen. This is the day. And I say that all the time because people are not even recognizing that the day that they have is because of God. They think that everything they did, that they're doing is of their own power, but it's not of the power of them, but it's by the power of God. It is so wonderful to see all of you, my Shiloh family. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. I want to first thank God for my bishop for allowing me this time to come before you all to give a word that what was thus saith the Lord unto the church during this Lent season to our first lady God bless you that's it that's it that's it to our first lady <laughs> I'm excited I'm already a little hot you know, uh, but that's okay. And to our quorum of elders and ministers, I wanna say thank you all. Thank you all, thank you all for coming. To our deaconess and everyone here, deacons and deaconess and everybody in their respective places. But I don't, I don't get that, that opportunity a lot of times to come from behind that corner that you all see right over there. So I thank God for my brothers in the ministry of music. <laughs> Minister Levesta Jones, Brother Tony, your brother Jose, my brothers, reminded of a story of a man that had a dog. And uh, not that I'm a dog, but he opened the door one day when the dog was happy to see him. And the dog jumped up on him and ran out the house. And he looked and he realized that the dog kept running. And he kept running and he kept running. The dog didn't come back. So what I'm saying is that sometimes when you come out that corner, you don't want to get in that corner because I don't want to go back up in there sometimes. <laughs> But I know my position and I thank God for that. Amen, and I thank God for what he's done. Thank God for my bishop because I'm telling you, this man has really poured so much into me and I'm grateful and to my family, all of my kids, everyone's not here, to the Williams family, amen. I mean, I'ma say Sydney, Kayla, Marquess, Cyrus, Sierra, Sear, Bailey, Colin. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Bailey, Colin, Lincoln. Yeah, I, was, I thought he was going to stop at two or three. No, 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 no. There's a few of us out there. Amen. And I'm going, and, you know, to the general of the house, she's not here. She had some things to take. But we thank God and we love the Williams family. Thank you all for loving on the family. Amen. If you all can just... Real quick, we're going to pray, and I thank God because there is a word. There's definitely a word. And I don't believe in uh, holding you all too long, 
but I just want to give you what God says. Now, I don't have my Bible, but we're going to read it from, uh, uh, the, from the screen, if you don't mind. If you all could turn with me real quick before I pray. Stand for me, please. First Samuel, the third chapter. Let's take it from the third chapter. New King James Version, if you don't mind. First Samuel, the third chapter. Let's start at the first verse, and we're going to read it to the 10th verse, and we're going to read that together. I'm going to read it up here with you all, if you all don't mind. If you, uh, the video can just put it up there so we can read starting at the first verse and on to the 10th verse. I would greatly appreciate it. As soon as you get it, you can let me know. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Amen. It's up there. All right, we're going to start at the first verse. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. <laughs> and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no, what was it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it came to pass at the time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when the eyes of him began to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out into the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, I'm gonna read it from here, amen. It's big enough. You can read, come on to five. And the Lord called Samuel and said, Samuel. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. I'm sure he was frustrated, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Before Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at others speak, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. We just are gonna pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you, God. We ask you to anoint these lips of clay that your word shall come forth and you shall get the glory. Father, we thank you, God, because everything that's not like you that's in us, Father, we want you to take it out. And we ask you to forgive us of all of our sins because we stand behind this sacred desk, God. You are still good. And we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody put those hands together. Amen. Amen. topic of my message is, message is, Lord, I'm listening. Lord, I'm listening. You all have seen the movie Dreamgirls, you know, starring Beyonce, Jamie Foxx, Eddie Murphy, there it is, and Jennifer Hudson. Very good movie back in 2006 that had came out. And I tell you, the soundtrack was amazing. 
Well, there's a song that's on that particular soundtrack and movie that Beyonce sung called Listen. And the words were this, a few of the words, listen to the song here in my heart, a melody I start but I can't complete. Listen to the sound deep within, it is only beginning to find release. Latter part of that says, listen, I am at a crossroad. I am not at home in my own home. And I've tried, and in the part that said, and I tried and I tried to say what's on my mind, you should have known. And the ending of the song says, you should have listened. Uh, there is an ongoing debate, uh, sometimes in my home, uh, and as a man, how, how well I listen and what I'm hearing. Sometimes I don't always catch the conversation, and particularly sometimes in the house, the house can be kind of noisy. Sometimes uh, there were times Robert E. would loudly convey a message from the top of the steps down to the bottom in the studio where I was, and I, I guess you, I wouldn't say convey, I would call it yelling. And I said, uh, it's so unattractive for someone in the image. It's just such an unattractive image for someone to be yelling. Almost always, I've, all, uh, almost always, uh, I've always worked hard uh, to get the message, whether I'm in a crowd or whether I'm downstairs in my studio, I would lean away from the speakers sometimes and, uh, to make sure that I was hearing the message. And sometimes it had to be frequently repetitious. What did you say? What did you say? Uh, well, it's, it hits me just now this week that Lent is a time to practice our hearing from God. For many of us, our spiritual listening skills are probably not as better than our physical hearing skills. There is so much noise around us, news and messages demanding our attention. <clears throat> Music through the earbuds to facilitate our escape to some other world that we would rather be in. And the background noises in just about all the TVs in our homes. Well, I find here that it's often when we are worried and anxious and overwhelmed that sometimes that we cry out to God to speak to us. We look for his voice for guidance when we need something. Uh, the good news is that God is always wanting to hear from us and he always wants to speak to us. Mm -hmm. God is constantly speaking to his people. But too often they miss out on hearing God's message because they seek his guidance only occasionally. Usually when they're going through a certain crisis or dealing with a certain major decision, uh, then they want to hear from God. Then with a dire need to hear from God, people become confused and frustrated when they don't clearly hear what they should do. They start to wonder here and to wonder how to hear from God and why are their listening is not intact. God speaks through his word. When we know who is speaking, we listen 
differently. Uh, I listen to everyone pass. I'm a, I'm a passive kind of person. Uh, if someone grabs, if something grabs my attention, then okay, I, I, I suddenly uh, become a little bit more uh, alert about it. Uh, I suddenly wake up and I listen, but otherwise it passes me by. Mm -hmm. Candidly, that's how some people listen to the preaching of God's word and how they listen to God. Uh, I listen to my enemies defensively because uh, perhaps they want to harm me. Uh, so I'm always on guard. Uh -huh. uh, and then sometimes I find that uh, if you think God is your enemy, that is how you will hear him when he speaks to you. That is how you will receive what God is saying to you. I listen to my friends in a different way. Mm -hmm. I know that they want to, I, I know that they want me to do the best thing and sometimes I don't always do it right because I know that they have my best interest at heart. I know that they're in my corner. I know that there is something that they have something to say to me. During this Lent season, God is saying, I need you to listen to what I want to do for you this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, the way that you listen to the world, the word of God reveals a great deal about your relationship with him. I'll say that again. The way you listen to the word of God reveals a great deal about your relationship with him. God, friends, God, friends, we hear God gladly. Isn't it something when you want to hear from someone gladly? And this is the kind of God that we serve. God chooses what he wants to say to you. And when you know what God speaks through the word, you will come expecting something. How many come into God's house expecting something? Mm -hmm. We all have our ideas of what we want to hear. Sometimes we don't get to hear what we want to hear. Uh, we have the, seen the significance of our prayer life here with Samuel. Samuel, a young man that just turned around and he was in the house in the temple with Eli, as the scripture basically tells us. And it's something that he said he was ministering to the Lord, something that he's been taught all of this time. And now we have people that are even in the church. And I will say this very candidly that we have people in the church that are ministering and yet to not hear God's voice. Some of us have never heard God's voice and we're in his house. Some of us are only used to seeing and doing things because it's what's been taught to us. Mm -hmm. When we pray according to the principle of prayer, our prayers are worthy before God. It is not how much we pray or how earnestly we pray, but how much we pray according to the principle of prayer that has been set by God. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 33 and 3 tells us that if you call unto me, I will answer you. Then he said, I'll show you some things that you don't even know. Well, here it is something before God would rise up and do anything for us, he needs to know that his people would pray first. This is the communication between you and God alone that you have a relationship by listening to God when you pray. God will not accomplish his will alone. Even though he can, he will accomplish his will when his people are sympathetic with him in prayer and cooperate with him 
by praying his will. When you pray for your own desires and wishes and needs, we need to pray for them in the view of God's needs. Uh -huh. We need to pray for them in the view of God's needs. As long as they are in line with what God wants and what God will allow to happen, we can pray for them and then God will listen to us. Do me a favor, I want you to look at somebody and I want you to say this. I want you to say, there's nothing outside the reach of prayer except that what is outside the will of God. There's nothing outside the reach of prayer except that which is outside the will of God. So if you ask God, I need you to do this, and God is saying, if that's not in my will, I'm not going to do it. Yes, 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 yes. Have you ever wondered why God wants us to pray? Have you ever wondered why God wants you to have a relationship with him? Praying without ceasing. Why is it that Jesus spent such an extended time in prayer? After often praying all night before making major decisions. Uh, why did Jesus have to pray three hours in the Garden of Gethsemane? Before the angels ministered to him. Why did Daniel pray 21 days before the angels came? If God already knows the need and already has the answer, uh -huh, then we can't come to God with some type of fast food idea. You can't come to God with a fast food mentality. Lord, give me a number three. Hold the trials. Lord, give me a supersize on uh, this blessing. Hold the tribulations. Not the kind of God that we serve. Well, here, all I'm saying is that when you add the prayer into the life of Eli, which is trying to get Samuel into the place where God was now starting a relationship with Samuel. And in starting the relationship with Samuel, it's amazing how God came to him first. <laughs> Many times I want to say that God has called you all to do something. And some of you are listening, and some of us are not listening. And God has called you to do something, and the first thing we do is we go to Bishop. Hear me. Bishop is looking at you and he's saying, I didn't call you. Now, he's not saying go lie down, but he's saying, I did not call you. So you walk away. You hear the Lord's voice again, and you come to Bishop, and Bishop say again, son, daughter, I did not call you. You walk away again. Now, mind you, what's amazing is that Samuel was ministering to God in the temple. We have people that are doing church things in the church, and as I said before, they've yet to hear the voice of God. And the minute that something is unfamiliar to them, they go to bishop, which is nothing wrong with that. Then it happens again. You hear the voice of God, and you go to bishop. And he says again, I did not call you. Mm -hmm. Then he says, perhaps the next time, if, this is what Eli said. He said, if he calls or he comes to you again, Say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. So now the Lord calls you again, 
And then you say, Lord, speak, because I'm listening. This is the beginning of the relationship that God was having with Samuel. If God already knows the need and already has the answer, then like I said, we can't come to him with some type of a fast food mentality. Now, there are many reasons why God wants us to pray. He wants you to pray during this Lent season for testing. He wants you to pray for your timing. He wants you to pray for your relationship. And he wants you to pray for a devotion with him. But all of those things seem to be the real question. If God can do anything, and if he has to plan for all the ages, if it has his empowered the church to spread the gospel throughout the world, then won't he and can he? Yes, he can. Just do it, whether you pray or not. So in order for you to listen to what God is trying to say to you, the first thing is you must be active. If you notice in 1 Samuel, the third chapter, it said that Samuel was in the church ministering. He was being active to make way for the account of God's revealing himself first to Samuel. We here are told that this industrious, he was very industrious as a young boy. Samuel was in serving God according to his place and the capacity. Samuel was a child. He ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And it was an aggravation for the wickedness of Eli's sons. Eli, Eli had some sons that did not follow the rules of what they were supposed to do. So, but Samuel did not get caught up in what they were doing. He didn't even follow what they were doing. So the Lord had already promised Eli that he was going to judge his house. So Samuel, being a young man, heard the voice of God. And when he heard the voice of God, he said, here I am. But even when he heard the voice of God, he was still active in doing what God called him to do. The second point I want you to understand is that 1 Samuel in 3 and 3, you also must be awake. Now, there's been some discrepancy about whether Samuel was asleep or Samuel was awake. Now, I know me, if my mama or my daddy keep calling me, I'm not going back to sleep. If I'm thinking that they're calling me, I'm not going to keep going back to sleep and getting back up. You know, and I, I, I believe that. So, so he had to have been awake. Samuel had laid down, and before the lamp of God went out, it should have seen, it, it seems that he was laying down, and of so somewhere he was laying near the holy place that he went to bed that night. And then it says here that before the candlesticks went out, for the main lamp never went out, which was probably towards midnight, till that time Samuel had been employing himself, he's been doing things in the church, getting the church ready for the next day, getting the temple ready for the next day. There's a scripture that says in Psalm 57 and 8, awake my soul. Samuel lay awake in his bed. His thoughts, no doubt, were employed when the Lord calls to him. A voice was heard out of the temple. But Eli thought it was likely he lay nearer, heard it not. Mm -hmm. So what it's saying here is that Samuel heard the voice of God. Eli was probably laying a little bit further. Eli didn't hear it. 
Isn't it amazing that when God talks to you, you always expect everybody to hear what God should be saying to you? When God is talking to you, he's only talking to you. And they say, like, oh, I didn't hear that. So when you say, oh, I, you didn't hear what God said? No. When God is having in a relationship and you're asking God to hear, God, I want to listen to what you're saying. He don't have, you don't need everybody in your conversation. Uh-huh. You don't need everybody in the conversation that you're going to have with God. The third thing is we have active, we have awake, and then you must be alert. Mm-hmm. Everybody say alert for me. It is God's will that we should pay attention and listen carefully to what God is saying. To be alert to God and to hear what he is saying, we need to not be so hyper about how and be obsessed with hearing from him. Isn't it something when somebody can talk to somebody that's important, they always expect to hear from them? Oh, I know this person, I know that person. But I'm saying, what he's saying here is that don't be so hyper about when God is ready to speak. It requires that we be joyfully content in his presence as we listen. Even though we don't know what God's specifics is, we'll be regarding deciding his foot in, in regards to his decision. When we know what the principle and the process of prayer during our Lent season, we're asking God, Father, I want this to be a monologue. I don't want this to be a dialogue. I need you to speak to me, God, and I need to do whatever you want me to do because it is your will. It's not my will, Father, during this Lent. And these things, this kind, comes through fasting and praying. I have come to understand that, the part of that prayer is the truly untapped source of the church. Yes, God has a plan for the church, but the plan will only be accomplished when people ask him to do it. Uh -huh. So everybody say, do it, Lord. God works through the prayers of his people, and seldomly God doesn't do that without it. While God can do anything, he desires to do, he chooses to only do the things he has asked. Uh -huh. So if you're asking God to do something, when God speaks to you, you need to do what God is telling you to do. Uh -huh. Prayer is not as much as the principle as in a process. Prayer is never to be a one-time thing. Uh -huh. It's not a sporadic thing. Uh, it's not a, oh, by the way, let me go pray with the understanding that God now has the needed information we have the needed information to know that God is in our corner saints I'm here to tell you that regardless of what you're going through during this Lent season God is saying I want you to listen to what I got to say to you God is saying turn down your place I've got a word for you by myself we don't need everybody else to be talking well 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 we must learn to pray in faith uh -huh. Pray in this dialogue that you're going to have with God. Learn to pray in faith. Uh, pray with humility. Uh, pray with harmony. And pray with thanksgiving. And pray in the name of Jesus that God will get the glory. Now let me tell you this. Let me show you this. And I'm almost done. Uh, that when you learn to pray towards God and you ask God, Lord, I need you to do something for me you'll find that God will say, okay, I'm going to do this for you, but you got to do what I need you to do first. 
You got to listen to what God is saying. He's saying, I need you to turn down your plates and turn her face from the world. Then you'll find that God said, guess what? Have you ever been in a situation when the wife is talking to the husband? It sounds like he's not listening. And then all of a sudden the wife says, what did I say? He said, well, you said A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The impression that the wife gets is that they're listening to what I'm saying. Now you can ask me for what you want, but then God is saying here, as we're listening to God, he's saying, put me in remembrance of what you might need. Put me in remembrance of what you might need. He's saying, don't worry about what people are saying. If you turn your back, I'm going to give you what you need. He's saying also, let us argue our case. God is saying when you pray to me and you listen to me, he said, I'm going to give you what you want. Now argue your case unto me, my daughter. Argue your case unto me, my brother. Then after that, it says you can state your cause that you may be proven right. God is saying, I want you to hear what I'm saying. So when you repeat what I've told you already, then you can turn around and state your claim. You can state what I want you to do. Well, we know that God has always been so good to us. This is why I say to my brothers and sisters that God is going to do it for you. These things come by fasting and praying. These things are only going to happen if we learn to put God first. If you have to put on your spiritual headphones and say, God, I'm listening. God, I need you. God, I turn my face. God, you are worthy. God, you, I need you in my life. I put on my spiritual headphones and I listen to what God has to say. Now we know the word push. The word push means what? Pray until something happens. Well, the Lord gave me a few more. We don't have to just push and pray until something happens. But we can pray, unction, Savior's help. We can push. We can pray that undergirds such humility. We can push. We can pray that unleashes the sweet harmony of God. We can push. We can pray that uplifts the saints' heads. We can push. Pray that unctions the sovereign's holiness. We can push. We can pray that unifies, that sanctifies, and that humbles us. We can push. We can pray, understand, submit, and honor. We can push on bosoms and sovereign heart of God. Come on, everybody. Say, Lord, I thank you. I'm listening to what you say. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. Father, I thank you because you've been so good. You've been so kind. Father, I turn around and I turn my back so that I can turn away the world. And I can give you all the praise. I can give you all the glory. I can give you all the honor. Father, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, say, I hear you, Jesus. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Jesus. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart, Jesus. Speak to my heart during this Lent season. Speak to my heart, Jesus. I turn away, God. This kind, this kind comes through fasting and praying. 
Father, I hear you. Father, we hear you. Oh, hallelujah.